This is Pastor Cody Sturgill. I'm so thankful you're listening today. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence. Keeping your heart is a daily work. We need to daily fill our minds with God's Word. Join me as we hear a Bible message from the pulpit of Chilhowee Baptist Church. chapter number 21, Matthew 21, and we're working our way as God leads through this book of Matthew, and I'm excited about the text this morning. If you'd look with me, beginning in verse number 17, the Bible says, Matthew 21, verse 17, and he left them and went out of the city into Bethany, and he lodged there. Now in the morning, as he returned into the city, he hungered. And when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it and found nothing thereon, but leaves only, and said unto it, Let no fruit grow on thee henceforward forever. And presently the fig tree withered away. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How soon is the fig tree withered away? Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If ye have faith and doubt not, Ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing, ye shall receive. We come to this passage of Scripture, and I'll just tell you the question that I ask. What does cleansing the temple, cursing a fig tree, And the matter of faith and prayer have all in common because they all come together in this text. Today's message is simply titled this, Faith and a Fig Tree. Faith and a Fig Tree. As we look at God's Word, uh, here's the context and here's the story. We begin, Jesus has come into Jerusalem, the triumphal entry. And as he comes into Jerusalem, he uh, goes into the temple and he cleanses the temple. He cast down the tables of the money changers and cast away the folks that are buying and selling and using the temple for its undue purpose. He cleanses the temple. And what that's, what we see, and it clearly represents, is that Jesus is upset at what men have turned the temple of God into. Now they've turned this place of worship, this place, and specifically where the temple, uh, where the, they, they were exchanging money and selling sacrifices. This was the porch of the Gentiles. It was a place designed for people to come and hear about Jehovah God and give their lives to the Lord. Instead of being a place of evangelism, it had become a place where folks were robbed and taken advantage of. It had become a, an enterprise of religion. And Jesus was against that. He cleansed the temple. As he passed through the temple, the uh, scribe, he also heals people. The Bible says that he heals the blind and the lame. And the chief priests and scribes, after hearing the children cry, Hosanna, praising Jesus, and seeing all the healing and help that Jesus had offered to the people there at the temple, the Bible says that those chief priests and scribes were very disgusted with Christ. Can you imagine uh, Jesus coming in and everybody's helped? With the people in charge, they're disgusted and they hate what he's done. And so 
Jesus is dealing with contention. Uh, the people, it begins there, and then the people in Jerusalem, their hearts are churning against Christ, and it'll be just a week until Jesus is crucified on the cross of Calvary. In spite of the contention, in spite of the burden, the story continues. The Bible says in our text that after he cleanses the temple and deals with the contention, the Bible says that he leaves and goes to Bethany. He spends a night at Bethany, and the next morning he's up at it and back to his purpose back in Jerusalem. When he gets to Jerusalem, and while he's he's on his way to Jerusalem, he sees a fig tree. The fig tree is full of leaves and beautiful and should have had under its canopy fruit for him to eat. As he sees this fig tree, he comes to it and looks for fruit, and there is no fruit. And the Bible says that he curses the fig tree. Almost instantaneously, as we see in the scriptures, he curses the fig tree and says, you'll be barren forever. The leaves wither. The fig tree dies. The disciples are amazed. What in the world just happened? What happened for this this fig tree? Its leaves would just wither and die all of a sudden. Boom. What happened here, Lord? And Jesus looks at his disciples. And as I began to study this, it seems kind of an inopportune time. But as I've concluded my study in this, it's perfect as usual. uh, Because if you find out that And you look and see, Jesus didn't make sense there. It's probably you didn't understand it yet. Jesus, after he curses the fig tree and the disciples stand back on their heels saying, Wow, what kind of power just withered this tree? Jesus looks at his disciples and says this in verse number 21. Verily I say unto you, if ye have faith and doubt not... Ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things, whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing, ye shall receive. Jesus looks at his disciples and he says, Now listen, guys. If you'll have faith in God, you'll be able to do things that are amazing. If you have faith in God, you'll be able to see victory over things that you would otherwise think virtually impossible. He says, boys, if you'll have faith and trust God, you will not be like the nation of Israel. You will not be like the scribes, and you will not be like the chief priests, and you will not be like the religionists in the temple. And make the mistake of making God's house a den of thieves. You'll not be guilty of looking like a tree that should bear fruit and feed people. But underneath its canopy has nothing to offer. He says, boys, if you'll have faith and you'll trust in God and you'll trust in me and you'll put Christ first and you'll live in faith believing that God is able to do things that are impossible. He says, I want you to know something. If you'll have faith like that, then God can do something with your life unlike what has happened in the nation of Israel. And he's looking at this time. And Jesus came to the Jew first. And the Messiah was promised from Abraham through Isaac and Jacob and 
Joseph and David and Solomon and the Messiah was prophesied and the Messiah was planned to come and the Jewish religion through the leadership of Moses, the inspiration of God, it pointed the way to the coming Messiah and it required that the people under its umbrella would put their trust in the fact that God would send a Redeemer. But here's what happened. The people got in in control and they found out religion was a good way to make some money and religion was a good way to uh, get some power and prestige and religion's a good way to get a group of people under your control and under your thumb and the leaders of religion in this day and this era instead of in faith waiting on the coming of Messiah in faith ministering and attempting to help people in their own flesh they let religion boil up And the rudiments of religion took place of the true work of God. And the nation of Israel became like a fig tree that looked like it was full of faith and potentially full of fruit. But when you get up close, all it was was a facade and empty. Folks, I don't want to be a facade and empty. I want to be a man of faith. I want to be a fig tree that bears fruit. I want to have hope. I want to have faith that pleases God. And in this passage of Scripture, Jesus says, Cursed is the fig tree. It's it's typical, and it points us back to the fact that Israel as a nation missed their opportunity when Jesus came. But I'll have you know something. There's hope for us all because Israel Israel didn't bear fruit. But Jesus looks at his disciples and he says, if you'll have faith in God, you can bear fruit. And folks, our opportunity is now faith and a fig tree. Faith and a fig tree. May God help us to understand and see the truth we find in the Scripture. The first thing we want to look at this morning is, number one, the faith of Jesus. The faith of Jesus. Look at the Bible says in verse number 17. Now Jesus is, is in a battle. Jesus is going at it. Jesus is getting ready to go into what is often referred to as his passion week. I mean, this is a difficult time for Christ, and Jesus has gone in, and he's done something that was right, but it's difficult in cleansing the temple, and now he's faced off with a group of angry people. How many of you just love when you get the opportunity to face off with angry people? It's wonderful, isn't it? It's awful. And Jesus, in compassion, knows that these people are wrong and out of line. And he's had to deal with their anger. I don't know about you, but if I can and it's righteous, I like to avoid a little bit of trouble. And Jesus was wise. And the end of the day had come. And the first thing Jesus did is he went to Bethany. We see we have this contention. He did what was right. But the Bible says in verse number 17, he left them. And went out of the city into Bethany, and he lodged there. Now, I want you to notice something about the faith of Christ. The faith of Christ, Jesus had enough sense to know when not to say anything else. He had enough sense to know that at this time he was, he was a man. He was all God, all man, but he had a flesh, and he, had, he got tired. And in just a minute we'll see that he gets hungry. And the end of the day came, and it was time to get some rest. And you know what Jesus did? He had enough wisdom. To say, all right, that's enough for today. And he went to Bethany. It's interesting. At Temple Baptist Church, there's a a house there where they put guest speakers and all. And it's called the Bethany. 
And I believe it's taken from this passage of Scripture because it's just a place to rest. And Jesus had enough sense in his faith to know when to keep his mouth shut and know when to wait for another opportunity. He went to Bethany. But I want you to see this. This is very important. Verse number 18. Now, in the morning, as he returned into the city, he hungered. What did Jesus do? He stepped back and went to Bethany. But the next morning, the Bible says he returned. I've circled in my Bible the word returned. Because I want to remind you of something. The fight of faith and the good fight of faith and the things that you're living for, the the great purposes of our Christian life, they're worthy of our attention. And they're worthy of the fight. And we must be willing to return to the thing that matters the most. Here's what Jesus, I can just imagine Jesus that night at Bethany. You've probably had a night like this. Jesus in faith was resting in God, there's no doubt. But I can imagine being at Bethany thinking about the anger on the face of a certain scribe. I can imagine thinking through the harsh and unkind words that one of the chief priests had had to say. I can imagine thinking the dread of what might come as we see in the scripture that Jesus literally had certain dread about what would come. He went to the, he went to the mountain and prayed, if, Father, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. Folks, I want you to know something. Things in life are not always easy. As a matter of fact, lots of things in life are very difficult. So if we choose the right thing and we choose to fight for the right thing, then we get the promise that God in faith will help us to accomplish things that are big like mountains. And you know what Jesus did? He exhibited true faith in this scene. He spent the night at Bethany. He knew when to step away for a minute. But in the morning, you know what he did? He returned to his great and noble purpose. He returned. Thank you for listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. Keep Thy Heart Daily is a ministry of Chilhowee Baptist Church in Chilhowee, Virginia. To learn more about the ministries of Chilhowee Baptist Church, check us out at chilhoweebaptistchurch.com. If you'd like to financially support Keep Thy Heart Daily, please send your gift to Chilhowee Baptist Church, P.O. Box 838, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319.